What's an incubus? Some sort of a devil that seduces the faithful in his sleep. Or it just comes after you and takes you like a beast. Oh, God. to uh, the GoPress Corecast coming at you live from... Not well, live. <laughs> I mean, we're live. We're live. In the Two Tubs pub in Berry. Yeah. Um, I'm Dangerous Jamie. Joining me as always is the lovely Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello. How are you? Yeah, good. Excellent. Um, today's show, um, we sort of, we'd, we'd wanted to do a fairly standard show where we talked about like what we were watching and then Terror Train. Yeah. That was going to be our feature presentation. <laughs> Um, but I don't know because we were in the same room and we got a bit chatty mm-hmm. we ended up going off on the big sort of <laughs> conversation which was only meant to be like a few like 10-15 minutes on it ended um, up being about 50 minutes <laughs> yeah on post-apocalyptic films yeah. so um, so yeah that's what we're doing today we're looking at as always what we've been watching mm-hmm. but following that we're going to look at uh, 1980s Terror Train and then we're going to have a big old chat about post-apocalyptic movies that might end quite abruptly. <laughs> yep. Spoilers. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, sit back, get a pint of uh, Good Elf, yep. which is what we're drinking, or mm-hmm. what we were drinking before Sarah ran out, and I've still got one bit of mine. <laughs> um, and enjoy us rambling, but in a way where it's not over Skype, we're in a pub. <laughs> and stuff but it's still very rambly well yeah but there's less gaps that's true um, so well, we'll just talk about what we've been watching then okay have you got a list um I can find my list I've only actually phone. watched three things since the last podcast that's, that's not, not like you that's not strictly true either I've watched loads of stuff but nothing I actually want to talk about oh okay but there's one thing that I want to talk about a lot mm-hmm. so that's fine Okay, would you want to start with that? No. <laughs> Fair enough. The master of suspenders. Um, that was a funny joke that I made there. I, I substitute the word suspense for suspenders. I'm glossing over that one. Um, I've, watched, I've watched all this stuff. That's lots of stuff, go on. It is lots of stuff. You start, because I've only got three. Um, I watched The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Was it perky and wallflowery? It was not perky, it was depressing as hell. That's the one with Hermione Granger? Yes. Um... I can never remember the author's name. It's from a book by uh, Stephen... Jordan. It's by Jordan. <laughs> it's by <Kate> Jordan. <laughs> That's the third of her autobiographies. <laughs> Which would also be depressing, I the imagine. The perky boobs of being a wallflower. Um, do you reckon that'll be like the porn parody? I don't know. Perky boobs is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> it's not More the greatest like the por- title ever. The porks of being a wallflower. <laughs> That's better. That's better. Um, yeah, it was alright. Okay. That's about the best thing I've got to say about it. Was it super feel... high art type? No. It was... I've not read the book. I've not read the book. I don't So care. I have nothing to compare it to. It was... I don't know, loads of people I know are kind of putting it on their best 
top, you know, their top ten of the year or whatever. Their best top ten of their the year. Their best top ten, yes. <laughs> but, but not the uh, shitty top ten. Not Saving the mediocre for... top ten. <laughs> the best top ten. <laughs> um, I definitely would not go that far. <laughs> no. It was watchable. The performances were good. But it was just kind of standard depressing teen fare, as far as I'm concerned. Or would you I'm compare probably, it to? I'm probably too old to appreciate it, to be honest. I mean, you were too old to appreciate a lot. So. I know, right? <laughs> I wondered when that was going to become a part well, of When you podcast. say that you're too old for something, obviously I'm going to jump in and call you too <laughs> old for okay. everything else. Mm-hmm. It was all right. right. That's about the best thing I can say about it. It's definitely not deserving of a place on my best top ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else? Um, Chernobyl Diaries Christ does that go in the best top 10 fuck no hell no oh god that was bad yeah well I heard fairly good things from who I don't know you read things (laughs) people lie I read bad things see I read like more bad things than good things but Mm. I mean that doesn't mean an awful lot to me (laughs) Um, it was not a good film right it was... A bad film. A bad film, yes. <laughs> I should just let you do this bit. You're obviously on the same page as me. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know who directed it. I know it was kind of like Oren Pelly Presents. I don't know if you directed Price. it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, it wouldn't surprise me, actually. Chernobyl it Red was... Shoe Diary. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, I'd fucking watch that. I'd watch the I'm shit sure out of that. I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would. Um, but that that '90s soft focus. <laughs> yeah. But like set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just so bad. There's, there was a bit with a bear that I'd heard mentioned a lot. Right. And I'd heard a lot of people taking the piss out of it. But unless you've seen it, unless you're there in that moment, it's like, oh fuck no, there's a an actual bear. This is ridiculous. You don't really get it. I don't get it. Um you would if you'd seen it is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> it's just bad. Really, really bad film. Everybody in it was loathsome and they tended to kill off the characters in order of most interesting to least. Right. So that there was just no incentive to keep watching apart from it was already on. Meh. Fair dues. I was praying for all the characters to die. I've got it, but I've not got around to watching it yet. It's great. Watch it immediately. <laughs> okay, cool. Strong recommend that for you. There's a really good bit with a bear. <laughs> <coughs> I laughed so much it made me cough. Um, tell, tell us another one. More? Again? Um, I've only got three and you had like nine there. Uh, House at the End of the Street is another one because I've been trying to watch a bunch of stuff that came out this year because obviously yeah we, year end show yeah we were going to do the year end show last week and that for whatever reason didn't happen so we're going to delay that till the end of January but I'm still trying to work through a bunch of stuff that came out in 2012 and House, House at the, the end, end of the Street was one of it? them who's in it uh, Jennifer Lawrence that's it and her boobs I like Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence and her boobs <laughs> I like those two both all three of those guys <laughs> we get on really well um, Elizabeth Shue was in it as well but it was kind of a thankless nothing role for her was it Elizabeth Shue in? <laughs> no um. <laughs> oh. now, this is why we don't do this in person <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there is definitely a reason we normally do this over Skype without booze <laughs> yeah. um, it's only our second point though that's true um, 
it was do you know what I'd heard some really shit stuff about this film and it was not nearly as bad as I expected it to be right there were a couple of moments that genuinely kind of made me go ah didn't see that coming um so you know if that happens it can't be all bad yeah not a strong recommend though at the same time (laughs) does it have the sort of the um what am I trying to say like the sort of nods to sort of 70s Italian horror that I'm that I'm expecting based uh, no, on the title no not really right have you seen the trailer no because the trailer horribly missold it right it was not the film I expected it to be um, it's certainly not a great film but the trailer definitely did it something of a disservice um, I, I don't know Jennifer Lawrence is great when she's got good material but off the back of this and the Hunger Games I don't really rate her that much yeah her tits, loved, on the other hand. Did you watch the Hunger Games then? <laughs> yes, I did. But did you was that a while ago? Yeah, a while. Yeah. I loved it so much. Oh, I hated it. How? Because <laughs> it was bollocks. Oh, it wasn't. It was great. It took way too long to get going. I've never read the books, so there wasn't enough background for me. There was just a bunch of incongruous shit that they shoved in without any explanation or minimal explanation. But not that's not necessarily a, a very valid complaint, because if they had put loads of explanation in, it would have been at least an hour longer, and I'm glad it wasn't. Um, Laura just sent me a text but it was to the wrong person oh (laughs) was it about you no luckily it wasn't just me that makes that mistake yes it is (laughs) whoops it's been long enough now that we can joke about that yes Um, you husk (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) I'll probably see the follow ups but I'm not in a mad rush to. What are we talking about? The Hunger Games, right, for okay. some reason, despite the fact that neither of us has watched it recently. No, that's true. Right, <laughs> let me do one. Go on. So today I watched uh, Dr. Giggles. Never heard of it. Oh, it's great. Okay. It's, uh, it's from 992, directed by someone, Manny Koto, I think that's his name, uh, stars um, Larry Drake from the Darkman films. Okay. He was the bad guy in those. Durant. Um, it was great it's a really sort of daft trying really hard to be cool slasher um, your main guy really wishes that he was Christian Slater but totally isn't <laughs> Okay. Um, which is kind of not the greatest compliment because Christian Slater mostly wishes he was Jack Nicholson <laughs> it's true like Christian Slater in 992 was probably one of the coolest like guys yeah. Like Christian Slater 20 now. Twenty years ago. Twenty yeah. years ago. I know. Wow. Uh, Twenty years ago, I was seven. Yeah. Thanks. You were what? Twenty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. About. Give or take a year. <laughs> um. Basically, uh, Larry Drake plays this sort of psychopathic guy who wishes he was a doctor, mm-hmm. and kills people whilst making vaguely doctor related puns okay <laughs> and saying things like um oh god they're pretty bad but it's really fun it sounds right up your street it totally is <laughs> it's basically psycho cop but with the okay. doctor excellent but like it totally gets it um larry drake is really fun it's the second film i've seen him in where he rips off a mask and looks like a surgical mask and looks oh, angry oh i see you post about that on twitter yeah, he does it in dark man 2 okay. i think at the beginning of Darkman 2. Maybe the end of Darkman 1. Who knows? <laughs> One of those. Yeah. But not in Darkman 3, because that's Jeff Farhey. Lots of fun. Very good. Recommend. Okay. Do another one. 
Um, I rewatched Singles, which is some. I always nice, get singles good... mixed up with duets. It's definitely not a duet. <laughs> it's like the opposite as well. <laughs> There's no film called albums that I can make a joke about either. Damn it. Um, I really enjoy that film. The cast is great. I'm still a big fan of like everything 90s and grunge and stuff like that and just wholesome Cameron Crowe goodness. Oh, is it Cameron Crowe? Yeah. I don't think I've seen it. It's... Oh, who's in it? Um, Kate Price? Bridget Fonda. She's not in it, no. Bridget Fonda. Um, I nearly said Jane Fonda. Nope. <laughs> Jane Mansfield. <laughs> um, Matt Dillon. Not your favourite Dylan. No. I know. Um, <laughs> the one that's not Johnny Drama is in it. Um, yeah. Who else is in it? Christ. I don't know. I've completely forgotten now. A bunch of people are in it. Mickey um, Rourke. No. Um, just very 90s actors that you don't really hear a lot of. Ryder. No. Ethan Hawke. No. <laughs> it's not Reality Bites. <laughs> that's the most 90s film I can think of. This is more 90s. Really? Yeah. The if that's bites. possible, this is more 90s than Reality Bites. Like, a bunch of people are in it, like Eddie Vedder, Chris Cornell. Cool. Um, what's wrong with that? I, I mean, don't... that's that's cool. <gasps> what's wrong with Chris Cornell? Nothing. He's but a handsome man. I still would, even now. His solo record that came out, like, Shut your 10 face. years ago was absolutely terrible. Shut your face. Anyway. That was 10 years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and what was that band that he did? Audio Slave. Oh, God, that was fucking terrible. <laughs> Who knew if you take Soundgarden and Rage Against the Machine and mash it together, you get Led Zeppelin. Like, who would have seen that coming? But, yeah, Singles is great. You should, you might like it, actually. Has it got a cameo from Ozzy Osbourne? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Move on. More? I'll do another one if you want. Okay. Uh, I watched another film today called Demon Keeper. Uh, and it was an hour and ten minutes long. I picked it to watch specifically because it was so short. <laughs> Uh, and it was the longest hour and ten minutes of my fucking life. <laughs> I saw you post about that on Twitter as well. <laughs> it was, um, who was in it? Dirk Benedict. Okay. Um, who's obviously face face man from mm-hmm. the eight the eight team. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's not a thing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, a bunch of other people were in it. Uh, this guy sort of pretends to be uh, a spiritualist to con old ladies out of money and then somehow a demon gets unleashed and everyone gets their boobs out that sounds great it does doesn't it yeah it's not how it's can that go so wrong i don't know like the screenshot i took of it i don't <laughs> just saw on my tumblr i did like just makes it look like the best <laughs> film ever the monster looks like a mixture between the wishmaster and wishmaster 3 which you love i mean i love wishmaster yeah wishmaster 3 not so much <laughs> like kind of like um if you ever watch the old Goosebumps series, the mm. uh, the monsters in like Monster Island Resort or not Monster Island Resort, whatever the, the theme park it was that the monsters all live in. Yeah. In the go- Goosebumps, pretty sure it's called Monster Island. I think that's really what it is. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I wonder where that's if that's where the girl took his name from. Did I? I've never asked him. Might ask, ask him. him. We'll ask him. Yeah. I'll get on. If that. He's a big fan of R.L. Stein. What does R.L. stand for? I've always wondered. Always wondered. I saw something the other day. I can't even remember what it was now, but he was interviewed in it. I follow him on Twitter. He's quite funny. Is he? Yeah. I used to love point horror when Me I was too. in high school. Me too. <laughs> and Christopher Pike books as well. 
Oh, he was great. Right, my favourite, this is completely off topic, but my favourite point horror book was called called The Yearbook. And I don't remember who wrote it, but it was great. I read it. I definitely read it. It was about um, a guy and his girlfriend and some other stuff. And there was a big calcium monster living under their school. And they all got these big chunky calcium deposits. Mm. And there were these weird sort of other bits in the book where like these random characters were reading it and in the end it turned out that it was his kid and he was reading the actual yearbook that the guy was writing because it was all in first person I thought it was fucking brilliant <laughs> I wonder if I could read that now I would feel about, feel the same way about it read it between now and the next podcast oh, I don't know <laughs> I have to buy it then and then like sit down and read it and I just bought Cabal again so I'm reading that at the moment actually. have you read it before? no never it's great isn't it? it's pretty fucking awesome oh. I mean it was yeah it was I figured it would be, be yeah, yeah, exactly. Alright, so that's that. There's boobs, pretty great boobs. There's at least one set of amazing boobs. Okay. But the film was pretty boring. The oh. main guy, I don't know what his name is, but he looks quite a lot like um, Leland Palmer. What's his real name? Ray Wise. <gasps> Ray Wise is amazing. Ray Wise is He's amazing. He's so underused in He everything. pops up in everything, though, now. He really He does. was in an episode of Burn Notice. And an episode of maybe not Dexter, but something like that. I just... started rewatching Reaper with right. Rosie the other day because I thought series one of Reaper was great. It I was very it. formulaic, very very monster of the week, but it was brilliant. Then was Kevin so Smith had a hand in it, didn't he? He directed the first episode and he had a hand in casting. Right. But I think that's the extent of it. Right. That's why I started watching back then. Um, wouldn't have sold me these days. Was well, really like a, a sort of <laughs> monster? based horror show directed by Kevin Smith would be the worst thing ever well that, he had minimal involvement though but he'd be directing <laughs> so the first episode surely that's no, the no it's great but like it'd be oh look there's a monster over there hey remember Star Wars <laughs> like <laughs> it was a lot of fun like oh there's a monster rampaging outside but we're in here <laughs> let's talk about stuff <laughs> that would be the Kevin Smith monster movie surely You'd think. Is it more? Is it not that? No, it's really good. Do you know what I noticed the other day? No. What was I watching? I don't know. <laughs> I started watching something. Toy Story. Mm. Joss Whedon wrote Toy Story. That made you think of Kevin Smith. Why? Because I was thinking <laughs> about something that was completely like uncharacteristically a person. Okay. And Joss Whedon wrote Toy Story, and I had no idea of that. Is that a weird thing, right? Yeah, I guess. Did, did you? Were you aware of this? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think maybe I was aware of it too, but you probably forgot. Yeah, it's completely yeah. to my surprise when I saw it. Um, yeah, I watched Toy Story. Okay, was that was that your third thing that you watched? Yes, the th- the thing that I was really hyping <laughs> up that I wanted to talk about. Have you got many more left? Um, a couple. Go on, do them. I've I've been watching a lot of kind of I don't know indie films again lately. That's what you do. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I watched a film called Blue Like Jazz. Which sounds like the worst thing ever. <laughs> I figured you'd say that. It was based on a book. I can't remember who wrote it. Sounds but, like the worst um... book ever. <laughs> I really quite enjoyed it, actually. As a book, or as a film. As a film, right? I've never read the book. Right. As um, a film, it was quite entertaining. What was it about? Um, no, because you could just gonna say it sounds like the worst thing ever again. It already does. It's basically just about um a guy who is um. I can't remember what branch of Church of England he is. Like, he works for. No. 
Dixon's actually. <laughs> um, Isn't the same thing now? He's quite Curry's staunchly religious, but only because of his upbringing. And he starts to question it all and goes to like one of the most liberal colleges in the <sighs> USA. And you're bored, so I'm going to stop talking. It's really great. And I can never remember her name. Tanya, Tanya Raymond is in it, and she's really fit, so that helped. Okay, I was trying to think of something amusing, but I can't think of anyone it's called no. Tanya. So oh well, so I'll gloss over that one. Yeah, I've never seen it. Did um, you like it? I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Would you recommend it? Not to you after that response. <laughs> okay. Um, there's no boobs in it, so. Do they chop them off? <laughs> Would you be interested if they did? Maybe. <laughs> um, something else that I watched. I watched Rocket Science. I re-watched Rocket Science. Because oh, I really enjoy that film. That's one of those... <laughs> comedies. That's what I like to call them. Oh, I think it's a great film. <laughs> comedy. It's a gentle comedy. It's an indie film. It's about a guy with a stutter who starts on the debate team at high school. Anna Kendrick is in it and she's fantastic in almost everything. Is it like... The King's Speech, but for for sort of I've quirky quirky people who like bobble hats. Present company you included. You were wearing a bobble hat when you arrived. Yeah, I know, but I was wearing it ironically or something. Well, probably most people who like those films are wearing it ironically as well. That's. Is it yeah. a Sundance film? Like. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and the only other thing is the help. Which is another rewatch, but I watched that because I've seen it before, um, and I watched that because I'm visiting my family, and I figured that was one my mum would enjoy. And they've got slaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's on the money with that one, definitely. <laughs> I mean, Berry, they still maintain slaves, don't they? Nobody can afford them in Berry. Pay a slave, surely. That's what a slaves for. You've not seen this film, have you? No. They're maids. They do get paid. Do they? Yeah. Thought it was about slaves. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's a, it's actually quite a good film. Right. And Viola Davis really should have got the Oscar. I was getting all mixed up say. with with the one with Sandra Bullock and all all the black people. The Blind Side. Sh- yeah. Sure. So it's called. All the black people. I don't know. Is a black person. Okay. What are we talking about? Um, Just do your last one. Okay. So the last one that I watched. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? I don't know what it is. So I watched Showgirls 2. Oh, no. Pennies from Heaven. I did know what it was. <laughs> and it was amazing. Lee Bad. Well, yeah, but amazing, <laughs> like, in itself. It's like, what a feat of, like, terrible, terrible filmmaking. <laughs> it's... This one minor character from the first film, mm-hmm. uh, played by Raina R- R- Riffin, whatever her <laughs> fucking name is, but she's in the first one, and, and there's this amazing story as well, like, this German filmmaker tried to make a sequel, and announced it with her in it, Raina Riffle, that's her name. Okay. And, um, like, announced it, made the film mm-hmm. with her in it. And then she decided, I'm going to make my own Showgirls 2. So she goes off and makes her own Showgirls 2. <laughs> what? The IMDb is amazing because he's just like commenting. This this German director 
It's just commenting on everything, saying this is shit. This is all <laughs> shit. Um, it's brilliant. Is that all way more interesting than the film itself? No. Oh, really? <laughs> the film? <laughs> okay. It's like if John Waters was to make um, a Showgirl sequel uh-huh. whilst on acid. <gasps> like... I, I really want to see this film Imagine, imagine if, like, John Waters fucked David Lynch to death. <laughs> and then, like... No, I don't want to... <laughs> No, no, I'm imagining that. It's bad. And then, like, sort of posthumously, David Lynch gives birth to a blonde thing who loves to get her boobs out more than anything else in the world, despite being not very attractive. (sighs) Okay. That's Showgirls 2. It's incredible. It's, like, next-level ridiculous bad. It's kind of sounding great. It's... The production values are of me and my camera phone. <laughs> right. Do you remember the picture I took of me and you at um, Grimfest? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's that. <laughs> Where we could have been anyone. It's like that, but superimposed on a green screen. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see this. Is that so wrong? You would love it. You would love it. It's. There's there's a few things though. So it's a sequel to Showgirls. Right. So there's obviously a pause scene. Yeah. The, the middle of the film, which I'll tell you is the one and a half hour mark, okay. is the middle of the film. <laughs> what the hell? Um, there's the, there's like a pool sex scene, and it's very similar to the one in the first one, mm-hmm. except it's girl on girl because obviously. Got to mix things up a bit. Yeah. There's a Wizard of Oz cult. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's a guy who is the devil, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Naturally. Um, there's lots of. There's a bit where. She likes putting lip gloss on her vagina. Is that a thing? I don't know. It's not a thing that I'm aware of. I mean, you're a girl, so you can come clean. Uh, lip gloss is not how I understood it. Like, that's... What kind of gloss? <laughs> that's, What's no. your choice? I can't, say I've, I can't say I've ever done that. Lip balm. <laughs> okay, so it gets chapped. <laughs> Nobody wants a chapped lettuce, do they? Um... <laughs> Anyway, carry um, on talking about this <laughs> awesome movie. I would recommend it to everyone <laughs> that really hates themselves <laughs> and wants to sit through three hours of the most amateurish, like, psycho babble pseudo movie. Three hours? I think it's like two hours forty. Wow. It's absolutely. <laughs> it's such a slog, but it's so worth it. It's like watching Pandemic. <laughs> Like, Bidemic's not that long. It's like, what, an hour 40? It feels like it's about 14 hours long. <laughs> I love watching Bidemic. I know you I, start, do. I, I just watched a bit of it today just for a laugh. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it's it's sort of on a level with Bidemic in terms of, like, filmmaking. How does it compare with The Room? Um, I think The Room has reasonably high production values, <laughs> considering what it is. Wow. It does, though. Like, it looks like an actual film. Just like everyone in it, just doesn't look like they're in a film. <laughs> but like visually, um, the room passes for a movie. Yeah. Whereas like Bademic sort of. looks like a home movie. Yeah. And like this also looks like a home movie. Like it's shot on like um, a, a retail grade camcorder from wow. like 2003 or something. Is it bad that I sort of want to watch? Have it? you seen the trailer? No. In the break, I'll make you watch okay. the trailer. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch if you like terrible films. If you like Showgirls, especially. 
uh, it's just excellent to see what like, happens when someone when someone takes that and then forgets that they're not Paul Verhoeven. I like, like the only the, reason. Um, I like the parody of the Adam and Joe parody of Showgirls. What was it called? Toy Girls, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> <coughs> I do love those Adam and Joe toy Adam and Joe toy videos. <laughs> but yeah, the Showgirls is great because. Mm despite how ridiculous and bad it is and the fact that it includes the line it must be weird not having someone come on you um <laughs> said by Robert Davy of all people wow okay um like despite all of the ridiculous things it's made by Paul Verhoeven who can create an excellent film like he's got he's got his little things that that are always wrong that, that he gets wrong but like at the core of it, he can make a film. He can cut together a film. And yeah. he can, it, it's a film. Whereas, this is someone trying to take the same subject matter, who was also in Mulholland Drive. I think she had a really small role in Mulholland Drive. Rip, ripping off Mulholland Drive, mashing it together with, with Showgirls, and then, like, shitting it out onto a telly. It's amazing. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, Showgirls 2, Pennies from Heaven. Um, I'm trying to get a hold of, copy, hold of a copy of... Um, Showgirls Exposed, which is the the other guy's sequel, oh, which I've okay. not seen. Um, the trailer for that is excellent, also. Brilliant. So uh, if I ever find it, I'll let you all know. Uh, and on that, we should take a break. That was that was a quality what we've been watching. I thought so. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll take a break now, and we'll come yeah. back and talk about Terror Train, amongst other things. Yeah, mostly the other things. <laughs> back after this. If you fancy dropping us a line at the Gorecrest Gorecast, there's a number of different ways you can do that. Um, you can send all your competition entries, feedback and comments to podcast at gorecrest.com. If you're on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash gorecast. Or if you're on Twitter, you can follow us at gorecastx.
So neither of us have got the DVD with us. Mm. So I guess... We'll Synopsis. So some people <laughs> go on a train uh-huh. and then they die. Yes. Uh, in various terror-ish ways. Yeah. On a train. Mm-hmm. Tr- terror train. Did we mention they were on a train? <laughs> Why are they on a train? I don't know. Because it's... A, oh, because it's topical. Because it's a New Year's Eve thing. Is that... It's a New Year's Eve party. That's, that's why, why we picked it. Well, yeah, that's why we picked it. But that's not why <laughs> it's on the train. Of that. <laughs> that's what confused me. Why is it on the train? Because it's topical. It's a New Year's Eve thing. I don't know. Because yeah. they thought it would be novel, I guess. I mean, is, is a train party a thing? Are they a thing in Canada? Maybe in 1980 they were. Who Possibly. Knows? Why? I don't know. Why would you have. A train with magic on it and and stuff. <laughs> there was a lot of magic. Um, and when Jamie's done reading his text message, we'll be right back. <laughs> I mean, it's important for you as well because you get cigarettes out of it. Shh, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so your parents listen to this? No. Do they still listen? Did they get up listening a long time ago? They did. After all the swearing. Good. <laughs> was it your dad that wrote that review? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of um, reviews, we would love more iTunes reviews. Yeah. Preferably like positive ones. <laughs> but failing that. Yeah, just any, any will do. <laughs> just um, don't criticise us. What do you want? Richmond Menthol? This place. Okay. This is a secret, like a little <laughs> interesting look into our lives. It's not that interesting. <laughs> Um, boop, boop, boop. Right, I'm done now. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about? Terror Train. <laughs> we could rename it like Terrible Train. Yeah. Terrible Movie. Yeah. <laughs> M- movie Train. And then we're back to Terror Train again. We go full circle. <laughs> Circular logic or something. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um. <laughs> So yeah, we picked this because it's a, a film that's based on New Year's Eve that we it was, both. It was literally the only thing I could think well, of we that both was based on New Year's Eve that wasn't New Year's Evil. Yeah, that we both owned. Yeah. And like, because we were meant to record this like a few days ago. Um, we were. But technical difficulties conspired to. Uh, what's the technical term? Fuck with our shit. Yes, that so, is the technical term. So um. So it's been a, it's been a while since I watched this. It's been like four days since I watched yeah, it. Yeah, so I think I, I watched it before you did. Yeah, you watched it the night, did. and then I yeah. watched it the morning. We went to record. Yeah. So. Um, Apologies if this is all tremendously inaccurate. 
Yeah. So, right, proper synopsis. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of medical students. Oh, they're medical students. I knew one of them was a doctor. They were all medical students. Okay. That's why um, you nerdy guy. I know one of them was called who... Doc. <laughs> yeah. So you nerdy guy who gets pranked in the beginning. Who gets caught up in taffeta. Yes. Um, they they play a prank on this guy by like. Jamie Lee Curtis pretends to make out with him, but really it's a corpse yeah. uh, with a wig on it. I don't know why there was a wig on know. it. It was pretty dark in that room. Uh, and then, like, they all get on a train that must be going somewhere. Where does a where does a party train go? I don't know. Maybe it just does little circuits. Maybe. <laughs> so they all get on this train, and then they die in mm-hmm. various really obvious, boring ways. Mostly, yes. Um, and there's some magic. There is. Uh, well, David. What's his fucking name? What's the What's that magician called? Copperfield. Him. That guy. <laughs> I was like Hasselhoff. I can't get Hasselhoff out of my head. It's not Hasselhoff. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't think of Different any other kind word. Of magic. <laughs> oh, the old Mitch magic. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, David Copperfields is on there. Um, and he shares the same name as the boy who is was, like, brutally pranked into a mental institution. Yeah. And so, is he the killer? You only find out by either watching this fucking terrible thing or, like, listening, listening to, to the rest right of the podcast. <laughs> um, it's not bad. It's not terrible. It's it, pretty formulaic. It's so boring. It, oh, like, it could almost have been a part of High School Horror Month for me. Yeah. Because it was that same sort of, oh my god, is this still on? Yeah. It's the same film, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, how many Jamie Lee Curtis films did we watch <laughs> last month? Like, eight? Fifteen? Like, two. loads. <laughs> so. Was it two? You know, it was what only did we watch? two. Prom Night and this. I feel like we've watched every like we've single watched Jamie Lee Curtis them. film. Yeah. No, it was just two. And. <laughs> Yeah, she... Whatever. Like, whatever you think about Jamie Lee Curtis, she's definitely in this film, and fuck her for that. <laughs> um, there are some good things. Like, you don't see very many people... Um, Having it set on a train, for whatever reason, is kind of... There's a novelty value there, well, like, I think least. I think having it set in a fancy dress party is is a, is a sort of a, a really good setting for a horror film that isn't used enough... Or very but, often. to a certain degree, it made it feel more like Halloween than New Year's Eve. Well, yeah. But it's a good kind of... But I, I liked the, the killer mechanism. sort of changing costumes. Yeah, no, that was cool. So, like, you never quite knew who he was. Yeah, but you always knew you who always, he was. I mean, <laughs> there was never any doubt. If we're being generous really. to the film, you never quite... You're never supposed to quite know who he was. Uh, he could be anyone. He could be you. But it's never ambiguous, is it? Well, No. Not for a second. He takes the costume of the person he killed last. Yes. Even if it's got blood all over no, it and but it I doesn't. Mean, but I mean, you know who the killer is. Well. But, like, the character, not what he's dressed as. I mean, yeah. there's never any doubt. I mean, is there ever in these films, though? Sometimes. They at least try. Like, in Prom Night, for example, they did try and throw in some red herrings. Well, they tried to throw in a red herring in this one. Did they? You've got David Copperfield. Yeah. He's not the killer. Spoiler. <laughs> Despite him sharing the same name as the killer mm-hmm. and appearing on the train to do magic, apropos of nothing, was there. 
Me and Mikel was involved. He was yeah. killing people. Yeah. Or he or she. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah. That. Any dude. combination of the, <laughs> the three. <laughs> uh, what else have I got in my notes? Um, you've not got to wait very long for the first kill. No, that's true. And the kills are sort of pretty consistently sort of scattered throughout mm-hmm. at a fairly decent pace. They're not wonderful, though. Well, I was wondering if I had a really heavily edited version of this film. Because I don't... Up until the sort of climax, mm-hmm. I didn't see anybody die. I just saw a lot of corpses. There was a lot of aftermath. Yeah. Which sounds like you've got the same version that I have. Right. I don't know if... Do you think it's heavily edited? Like, heavily <sighs> cut? Or? I honestly don't know. I don't know a lot about this film prior to watching it. The only reason I know about this film at all is because... Going back to something we've talked about recently, that um, Going to Pieces documentary. Right, yeah. Because there were a bunch of clips. I was like, oh, shit, that's a slasher that I don't recognise. So I looked into it and tried to find the ones that I hadn't seen. And this was one of them. <coughs> right. Um, so that was basically the beginning and end of my knowledge of it. Right. So I don't know if it's cut or not. I don't know either, but it felt pretty heavily cut. It like... did. Like, I wouldn't... Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't say the editing was jerky or anything, but it felt like there were bits missing yeah. from... The progression of the story. Yeah. And one thing that I noticed... Well, like, getting back to... Sorry, I was getting off that then for a sec, but I'm going to stay on it. Like, I thought that up until the end, and then the end is quite bloody. Yeah. And so I thought, well, maybe it's not heavily cut. Maybe it's just badly made. Or like, <laughs> maybe. Maybe they were just building up to that and everything yeah. was a little bit sanitised. It doesn't, doesn't like, get know. progressively... It's like... Dead not person, bloody, not person, bloody, not bloody, person. really bloody. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing, they they spend a long time, um, like setting up characters that don't seem to matter. Like, I know that because it's is, a slasher. Is that their red herring thing though? No, not even that. Like, they're saying like. Because all the teen characters, or mm-hmm. like college characters, or whatever the fuck they're meant to be, are all like fairly obvious archetypes. Be, like, if they're medical students, there's no high school medical students, right? No, I mean, no, no, I meant college. <laughs> okay. Like, college age, or even beyond. Um, I have no idea. But like, <laughs> because they're all sort of archetypes, but it's quite mm-hmm. early, so maybe not. But like, they, they are just ignored in terms of like setting up their characters. Yeah. You've got the dick, the dick's mate. Final girl, everyone else is a prick, mm-hmm. basically. But then they spend loads of time setting up like the the rail staff. Like there's a lot of backstory <laughs> on like the rail yeah. staff, and why is they that? Mostly a thing? disappear. Yeah. Like at least two of them disappear without you ever even seeing it, and there's just a kind of very throwaway comment of "oh, they must be dead" <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that is very odd. But like your main your main railway guy, I don't know who any of the people are in this film. I've not got the IMDb up or anything. I don't care. But like your main railway guy gets so much backstory, yeah, and really all he does. is is just like a train cop, basically. Yeah. For the purposes of the film, he's just rail cop. Like, why is he getting all of this business? He doesn't deserve it as a character, even if no. he is like ostensibly the hero in the end of the film. Ostensibly. Yeah. <laughs> Ostensibly. Sorry, yeah. That's it. Like I'm gonna say years. I'm gonna say ostensibly from now on. Um, I like that word. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to edit that out, so it just looks like an uninterrupted stream of pure success. <laughs> Nobody's going to buy that. No regular listener is going to think that that's a genuine thing. Um, so yeah, like, you train cop, he gets so much backstory, and it's just completely pointless and ridiculous. Yeah. And there's no need. No. And he's got his little magic trick. Which <laughs> it's is pretty lame. It's really lame. <laughs> And like, he, he doesn't was... want to feel left out though. And like, graduation day had its musical numbers. <laughs> it's, it sure did. Terror Train <laughs> has how many scenes of like extended David Copperfield <laughs> magic shows? There's a lot. There is a lot. There is. And like, there's no plotting in it. No. It's here's David Copperfield doing a magic show on a train. Watch this. We've <laughs> run out of stuff to say in this movie. Like, just watch this for a bit. We'll get back to the story in a bit. David Copperfield, he's going to be famous in like 10 years or something. Like, <laughs> I did find it interesting that when I kind of posted on Twitter via that Miso app thing, like, yeah. I am watching Terror Train, and there were a bunch of people that were like, oh yeah, classic slasher. Awesome. Like, is it though? It's, a, it's an old slasher. <laughs> yeah. Is that, what, is that I think, what counts? I think classic might be over-egging it somewhat. Yeah. A lot, perhaps. Right, what else have I got in my notes here? I think there's a reason that this has been kind of overlooked, shall we say. It's got some great lines. Such as? Um, when they're talking about how they were summer gynecologists and, <laughs> and Doc won an award and he says, that, yeah, it was best pap smear in a supporting role. That's fucking genius. I laughed for like pretty much the rest of the movie. Like That was hilarious. Maybe the rest of the movie was awesome and you were just too distracted to notice. I wasn't. I was laughing through, like, gritted teeth. <laughs> like, white knuckles, bare teeth. It wasn't a great film, was it? It wasn't. It really wasn't. Um, I mean, we've talked about this for, like, 13 minutes. Shall we wrap up and I've talk got a few, about... I've got a few other bits. Okay, right. okay. It's, because it's an early slasher, I guess, uh-huh. it's not really... It doesn't really fit into the sort of slasher mould. It's not paced like a slasher. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's not like, it doesn't feel like a slasher, but it is. No, it not, is in a the, not in the traditional sense, because there's too much, like you said, like the, the extended scenes of magic and whatever. Two or twenty. Just ten. Twenty? Just ten. <laughs> okay. Edit that shit out. That was no. <laughs> um, because of like... King the, size, Super Kings. For fuck's sake. I don't give a shit if it's Cigarettes. Smokes. Um... <laughs> either yeah um because yeah because of like the extended you made me lose my train of thought to see what I did there (laughs) anyway um like because of the extended scenes of magic and whatnot Karen, I'm thinking of a pun I'm I'm straining for a for a really (laughs) tortured pun you look really pained I'm trying to find a tortured pun or like you're trying to fart or something Which one is it? Because if it's the second one, I'm going to move away. (laughs) You already moved away once. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Because of the extended scenes of Magic and whatnot, it doesn't doesn't feel like it's the same formula as most other slashes, I guess. It just doesn't fit into that sort of... And the setting as well, because a lot of other slashes are bigger and kind of... They've got more scope for the setting, whereas this, they are confined to a train. Which is interesting in some respects it's more but it limits them a lot i think it's more of like it's it's sort of like a crash of like classic 
sort of 70s horror. It felt very 70s. Into, like, what would become the sort of 80s mould. And that's why yeah. you've got, like, these older characters who... Who are they for? Like, what are they, I, what are they yeah, there for? Like, I agree with that. It's a weird kind of almost crossover. Yeah, almost it's like a jarring... Almost unintentional like, crossover, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and there are some fun bits, but on the most part, for the most part, it's pretty bad. It's not very well paced, like you said. It's no. just like, but there's a lot going on. Just the, you know, enough people die, but you don't see enough of it. You definitely don't. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's, it feels like quite a bloated film, even though it's not very long. It's what one hour thirty-five, I think, something yeah. like that. It was, Standard length for yeah. a slasher, but it felt longer. It did. It does feel very long. I think it's because you've got so many characters, so many speaking roles. Yeah. Like all crammed into like this. It's one train, basically. And I think because a lot happens straight off the bat. Yeah. Like, it's really well-paced to begin with for, like, the first 20 minutes, I don't know about well-paced, but it's quickly it's, paced. Yeah, yeah, it's fast-paced for the first 20 minutes, half an hour, and then it kind of bombs out. Yeah. And then it doesn't feel consistent with anything that's gone before, and I think it makes the rest of the proceedings drag as a result. Like, the pacing is so inconsistent. If they'd... I don't know, if they just evened it all out... Because it was too quick, then it was too slow. Yeah, definitely. If they'd found that. a happy medium, then it wouldn't have felt like it was so torturously long. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, too many characters. What was the ending? Do you remember the ending? Let's just get into the spoilers. Really? I don't remember the ending. I remember at all. the reveal that wasn't but really much of a reveal. Oh, yeah, although, like although we, Sandra like, Bernhard, basically. Full on spoilers. Yeah. The magician's assistant was Lady is you guy. The guy. Um, who was prettier than Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean he kind of, <laughs> but like when it's when he when it's the assistant, yeah. it's not the same person. Sure, it's not, is no, it? No, it looks like it is though. But it's not though. It's a lady. And then it's he a lady that kind of looks though, like him. Sort of made no. up. That's a very seventies thing as well, like I suppose. the villains in films being people in drag is a very 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 70s thing yeah I'm thinking like Freebie and the Bean and well like loads of them like loads <laughs> of Giallo of um, definitely it, yeah no there were touches of Giallo but not in the typical way that we've seen lately yeah. of, well like when we talked the about the that we've seen yeah it's it's got quite a Giallo feel but not in the same way perhaps yeah N- not as interesting well go on do a sum up Mm, do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> um, Terror Train. Wow. Um, I think there's a reason I hadn't heard of it or seen it until now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be too harsh because it's not a bad film, is it? What? It's not a terrible film. Um, but in terms of slashes, there's definitely a reason it's been overlooked yeah. in favour of other slashes because it's not as good. It's not <coughs> as well paced. It's not as well characterised. You you don't see a lot of the bloodshed on screen. Just all of the things we've said. Totally. It's not a great film. But it's not a terrible film at the same time. I agree. I totally agree. It's it's so middling. There's like a lot of really fairly boring bits. Mm-hmm. Really fairly boring bits. And then a lot of like really fun bits. Yeah. Like um, it starts off really well like we said. It ends quite quite fun not necessarily good but like it's quite a fun ending <laughs> yeah and then um, there are a few points in the middle where it's like quite fun I wouldn't say I'm sorry I watched it no but I don't think I'm going to watch it again in a hurry 
Definitely not. Without a reason to. It was to. a first watch for me as well. Yeah. Like, so, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe if it was one of those ones that we saw when we were a lot younger, then maybe mm. it would have grabbed us in a different way. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Well, yeah, because there's no nostalgia there. There's, there's no. There's no memories. It's just... I'm gonna you've go got to take it on face value yeah. as first watch now. I'm going to go for a five and a half out of ten. I'm going to go for a five. Wow. Fair enough. So more or less agree on that one. Yeah. Right, uh, we have to take a break because I need to go to the bathroom. So do I. And then uh, we'll come <laughs> back and we'll do some ending of the stuff. Days. Hi, I'm John Water. Hi, this is Dolph Lundgren. Hi, I'm Lance Hendrickson. Hi, this is Keith Gordon. Robert Tune. Miguel Ferrer. Nancy Allen. Robert Davi. Richard Elfman. Ileana Douglas. Patrick Warburton. Dwayne Hauser. Cliff Young. Steve Railbet. Mr. D. William Cass. If you haven't been listening to the Projection Booth podcast, you're missing out. Each week, the Projection Booth brings you in-depth discussions of some of the most interesting movies ever made. I'm Mike White. No, the other one. I'm the guy who wrote the film fanzine Cashiers to Cinemart since 19 since early 2011, I've been co-hosting the Projection Booth podcast. Try us, won't you? I never try anything. I just do it. Visit the Projection Booth at projection-booth.com. Um, so we're back. We are bladder empty fun time. <laughs> That's a thing, right? Bladder <laughs> empty fun time. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I don't know about you. Um... Oh shit, I forgot to turn the hot water off when I left the house. There's a bonus for you. Um, <laughs> speaking of bonuses, we're, we're going to do this uh, just because we're in the same place. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a bit of extra for you. Obviously, uh, you, much like us, survived the apocalypse on the 21st of <laughs> December. We hope. Yeah. We, uh, if you killed yourself, <laughs> bet you feel fucking stupid now, don't you? Um <laughs> But we all survived it, so we're now living in a post-apocalyptic society. <laughs> I've got loads of petrol for sale if you want it. I'm good, um, thanks. If I you, don't drive, If so. you want it, you want to sell it to Lord Humongous or, you know, use it to get your dead wife back or whatever. Um, I'm good. Any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all there for you. You can ride to Manchester with Ray Winston if you wanted to it's all things you could do mm-hmm. uh, basically we're going to talk about some of our favourite post-apocalyptic movies yeah we were uh, going to do lists but I think that's sort of fallen <laughs> by the wayside and we're just going to wing it because you know we never do that it's true <laughs> we well, always like, do so much planning <laughs> I wrote a list and I thought we could do a list or we could just sort of loosey goosey it I quite like okay. the whole loosey goosey well yeah I've just told you my top five though yeah is there any crossover well I mean there's crossover in what I want to talk about yeah okay so, um, I don't know. Favourite favorite post-apocalyptic movies? Where do you stand on post-apocalyptic movies? I like them. I think they're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't I think, know. I think I think if it's done properly, a, a really great post-apocalyptic movie is fucking awesome, to I, be honest. I think there's so much scope. Yeah. I don't even think it needs to be good. Like, I'm one of yeah. those suckers for the genre that will just yeah. eat up any of it. Um, I mean, this list is partly, um, like, partly in my mind because of the whole apocalypse thing the Mayan mm-hmm. bullshit incorrectness yes um, but also because I've just been playing the fuck out of Fallout 3, <laughs> Fallout 3 again um, uh, and so I'm really sort of thinking a lot about post-apocalyptic stuff at the moment there's a guy on I mean you've never really played Fallout have you there's no, a guy I've seen it played a lot made uh, these sort of Fallout uh, fan films on YouTube and they're oh, great oh I know I have seen those they were really well done yeah. there was one of the guys from uh, Indie Mogul Yes, no, I have seen some of those. Um, they're really good. So, 
for a starter, I'd recommend those. They're quite fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're very in-jokey, so it works better if you've, if you've played some Fallout or like are, are very familiar with the humour in Fallout. But Okay, on that note, the best fan film I've ever seen is the Left 4 Dead one. Oh, I've not you seen that. Definitely go see that. I think it's the Impulse um, Impulse seventy six. Right. A Left 4 Dead fan film, and it's incredible. Like it's about ten minutes long. The production values are nuts. Right. It's so good. So definitely go watch Is that it, if you haven't seen it already. It's a Left 4 Dead fan film. Yeah. Based on Left 4 Dead, not Left 4 Dead two. Um, definitely the first one. Right. I've not played the first one. I've only played Bill's the second one. Bill's dead. Poor old Bill. Nice. Oh. Play the first. I played the demo of the second one on Steam and really enjoyed it. Oh, Left 4 Dead's amazing. Never got around to actually playing it. Yeah, no, it's, it's just a... Like, if you're familiar with the game, right. even if you're not familiar with the game, it's kind of fun. Yeah. If you're familiar with any games, because it kind of goes out on left field about halfway through, and there's a lot of games referenced in it, so you probably get a kick out of it if you're into gaming at all. Yeah. Like, gaming is a fairly new thing for me. I'm not really... Mm-hmm. Like, I've always had my PS2 and my Mega Drive, but I've never really been, like, a proper let's play a game guy. Okay. Until, until Fallout, when I played... The first time I played through it, I played for 60 hours. Are you Xbox or PS3? I've got an Xbox. So I, my, my housemate's got an Xbox. So, that, at the moment. Good, good. Um, I don't care much for either of them. I've seen the, the, the PC graphics for Fallout 3 look fucking incredible. And I'm really gutted that my PC is just too <laughs> shitty to handle it. My PC is is actually and Steam struggling, sales. Oh my struggling God. with um, Fallout 1 at the moment. Wow. I just bought that in the, in the Steam sale. The Steam sales are excellent. They are. I bought uh, 1, 2 and Tactics. So um, in, the hopes, in the hopes to sort of play those and get into that. Uh, but I'm finding it really difficult to get into the first one. Because, Just on the PC? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, because it's it's, it's so, so different. different. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a... It's a, it's a different a, experience. An RPG. Like, sort of top-down RPG. Kind of like Syndicate Wars, but mm. with less shooting and more mouse-clicking. <laughs> and, like, the only mouse... Mouse-click games... We're completely off-topic now. <laughs> the only mouse-click games that I, that I ever really enjoyed were... Um, Monkey Island, like that was the, those are the like the last sort of mouse games I played, and L.A. Noir I played that quite a lot, and that's essentially Monkey Island but like for <laughs> cops. It's like use evidence on crook. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, it was so fucking boring. I hated it in the end. I just played it and played it, and then realised that I didn't enjoy it at all and stopped. But like it was there, so I played it. But anyway. Apocalyptic stuff. Yes. Um. I mean, you can't talk about post-apocalypse stuff without mm-hmm. talking about the sort of the ubiquitous franchise at the centre of it all that really sort of like brought it to the mainstream um, almost accidentally you might say because uh, it starred someone who eventually got really really fucking famous um, and then later famous for the wrong reasons <laughs> good old Mad Mel good old uh, Sugar Tits himself <laughs> so yeah Mad Max I mean <laughs> I actually think the first Mad Max film is really fucking boring. Really? Really boring. Why? Because it bores me. (laughs) That's a good answer. (laughs) I can't argue with that. Um, Well played, sir. (laughs) I just think it's a bit slow and, like, not much happens. And, like, it's... But without the first one, there couldn't have been a second one. It's true, and I, I, I appreciate that. And, like... It just seems like it's essentially 
um, a vigilante story. It's Death Wish, yeah. but in a post-apocalyptic society, isn't it? <gasps> should have been Charles Bronson. <laughs> I mean, everything should have been Charles Bronson. Yeah. Like, I think, what's chasing Amy again? And imagine Charles Bronson is following Neil. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh my god! Every single role. I don't care if Kevin Smith thinks that um, Ben Affleck should play the shark in Jaws. Charles Bronson is the shark in Jaws for me. Like, excellent. Would Banky still be Jason Lee? Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Lee Van Cleef. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine a world where that film gets made. But I Kevin am. Smith still directs it. I am imagining. <laughs> It's not this world. That's it's a fucking beautiful sure. thing. <laughs> so yeah, like um, it's just it all sort of because it's quite a tight film in terms of like um, running time. And so, so how are you bored? I just because like so much happens not like very quickly. It's gonna make the music off. <laughs> I hope so. I don't. What is it? I don't know. That's something terrible. Like so much happens. So quickly that like yeah, I have no attachment to anything. I don't care that like his wife's dead or his girlfriend's dead or whoever the fuck she is. I don't even know. Like she's just some dead broad to okay. me. Okay. Are dead you broad. excited about the remake? I mean, I like Tom Hardy. I'm a little bit disappointed because Jeremy Renner was touted for that role for a while. Oh, I and bet that you fell are. Through. But like, I'm excited to hear him do it in the in the in the Bane voice. That won't happen. <laughs> Trying to think of a quote from Mad Max and do the main voice, but I can't do it. No, that'd be terrible. Um, I think, to be honest, if it's if it's gonna happen, I think Tom Hardy's probably the right choice. I mean, he's not very Australian. <laughs> he's certainly not very Australian. No, he's one of the not least at all Australian. He's one of the least Australian people out there, isn't he? <laughs> like, surely, because right, the reason that he's where he is now, getting the roles he is now, is yeah. because of. Bronson, right? Bronson was his sort of gateway oh. into like the mainstream. Yes, and like no. he sort of like jobbed around before that, but like I, I, I'm not sure I'd agree with that. Right, what would you say? Um, I think that is, that is probably the role that really thrust him into the spotlight. But I think he probably would have got there without that. Do you think? I think the first thing I saw him in was um, Stuart: A Life Backwards, and he was phenomenal in that. I really liked Michael J. Fox as the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that funny, come on. I'm broken, I'm sorry, I can't do anymore. <laughs> so what's Stuart alive backwards? <laughs> Alright, I've broken Sarah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this happens quite frequently over Skype as well. But we normally edit this shit out. Um... <laughs> it's not a Stuart Little life backwards. That would be so weird. Okay. It's um, it's about a recovering addict. Right. Not a mouse. Cheese addict. No. Um, shit. I can't remember who else is in it. He's just he's phenomenal in it because apparently he was a former addict himself. Yeah. And kind of use that as his as the breeding ground for this role um so <laughs> stop it stop it sorry seriously sorry um and he was just phenomenal in it and i heard about that way before i kind of like way before bronson came about or right any of his high profile roles um 
mainly because one of my friends was kind of obsessed with him off the back of Star Trek. Oh god, he's in Insurrection, <laughs> wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, <laughs> well, like, it, that's quite a high-profile role, but then yeah. nothing really came of it because but it's I th- fucking shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I think it would have done anyway. I think if you've got the talent, it's going to happen. I, think I don't Bronson, know. Like, I'm Bronson, really good at but talking about... So of course that's the thing it's credited to, but it could have been something else. I don't know. Bronson was, I think Bronson was the thing that was like, fucking this guy, he can do this. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, but it could have been something else. I mean, it could have been, but it wasn't. No, I know. Oh, like, never mind. My this point is, was, he's not a mouse. That, <laughs> that Bronson is essentially Chopper. Yes. Which stars an Australian. That's right. where I was going with that. That's very tenuous. Not really. They're essentially. So you're saying Eric Banner should have been. Eric Banner would be Mad a great Max. Mad Max. Think about it. <laughs> okay. No, I'm on board with that. Actually. He would be a great Mad Max. Why didn't that happen? Because he's too famous, I guess. But then. Tell me what he's way more famous than he is Eric now, Banner. But like when he was cast, he wasn't. No. Wasn't it going to be? Clicky fingers, man. What's his name? Clicky fingers. Man. I was clicking my fingers. That's why I was saying that. Um. Bad guy in the latest season of Dexter. Punisher Warzone. Greg Stevenson. Yes, wasn't seriously. I think he was touted oh, for the I role. I cannot imagine that. I he think was he'd fantastic be great. in Dexter. And Punisher as well. Like he's such a badass. Don't think he's not badass. Like, no, but that, that film was very, terrible. very silly. I love. It's terrible. I love Punisher Warzone. Is that the one with Dominic West in as well? Yes. Oh, such a bad film. And um, such a bad film. Dirty old Doug. Like, obviously we were talking about Tom Jane earlier. <laughs> um, I love the like the Punisher, the first Punisher remake. Yeah. The non-Dolph Lundgren. In fact, fuck it, I love the Dolph Lundgren I mean, the, lo- the Dolph Lundgren one is great. <laughs> Lolf Dundgren. Yeah. Well, uh, Lolf Dundgren is, is a pair of characters from uh, Gravity Falls. <laughs> which is the new Disney Channel rip-off of Adventure Time. I do like Dolph Lundgren a lot. Me too. He looks kind of like he was in the yearbook and has sort of like calcium <laughs> deposits all over him. But <laughs> Yeah, you can see that. But yeah, he's fine. What were we saying? Ray Stevenson. I, I really like Punisher Warzone. It's, Someone had to, I It's suppose. not a good film. It's certainly but not. But it's like... It was like the, the, the new Rambo film. But like without any of the sort of ties to Rambo bullshit. It was just really, really violent. <laughs> yeah. And like gooey. And Doug Hutchinson. Oh, creepy, he's a, creepy he's Doug. Creepy Doug. in real life. Yes. Well of course he is. He married a two year old girl or whatever. <laughs> a two year old, four year old girl. Let's be honest. Courtney Stodden is the oldest sixteen year old in the world. <laughs> but she was still sixteen. But she's like she looks it like no, don't you try and justify that. She shit. looks like Lindsay Lohan does now. Don't you try and justify that I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to justify it at all. It's, she was 16. It's rancid. It's disgusting. It's all a big setup, obviously, for some sort of fame. They entered like a reality show, um, celebrity couples counselling bullshit reality show, like within a year of being married. It's all a big... Really? They had problems a year into I don't think they. I don't <laughs> think they're even really married. It's just a big publicity blow job, which she's happy to do because look at her. She's a... Horrible, horrible human being. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> she is horrible. Anyway, right. Post-apocalyptic movies. <laughs> We've mentioned one so far in, in passing. 15 minutes. In passing. Yeah. Was that 15 minutes? Jesus, it was. Um, 
So, I mean, Mad Max, like I say, the first one, <laughs> not really that asked about. You're still talking about the first film. Let's move on to something else. I was, I was, I was about minutes. to get there. Okay. But the second one, I love. I okay. absolutely love um, The Road Warrior. It's so different from the first one. Mm. It doesn't even need, like... It only... The only thing that, that um, uh, attaches it to the first one is the character. Yeah. Like, the, the whole tone's different. It's very much... That's true. In, in that sort of Australian um, exploitation vein. Whereas, mm. like, Mad Max almost feels like a genuine film. Like, this is... There's violence in his like, but it's like this man's descent into horrible madness because no, shit went that. wrong. Whereas um, the Road Warrior is just like, I am a badass and I'm gonna fuck with all of you. I don't care how many heads you've got sewn onto the front of your motorbike. Fuck your my petrol. <laughs> like I'm a badass. I'm, I'm badass Max. I'm not mad. I'm even Max because you don't get mad. You get badass even. Max. Even Max is just <laughs> the worst <laughs> title for a film. <laughs> Mad Max 2, Even Max. <laughs> Max Harder. <laughs> so. <laughs> worth it for the pun though, isn't it? Um, and then when you get to like Beyond Thunderdome, which like a lot of people don't rate, I think it's a lot of fun. Do you know what I love about Borderlands? All the Mad Max throwbacks. To I've it. still not played Borderlands. I want to. I want to do it. I think you'd really enjoy it. I found actually. a. Did I find a game in the year edition? No, I didn't. I just found it quite cheap. So you hand. can get it very cheap. Yeah. It's the first one. Yeah. I'm just. It's not. They have Mad Mel's Thunderdome. Right. <laughs> which is kind of great. That sounds yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like, it's not an RPG. Or it's not got RPG elements, has it? It's just yeah. a straight up shooter. There's no turn-based combat. There's no. No. Open world. Is it open world? How yeah. open world is it? Relatively. On a scale of like not open world to <laughs> open world. On a scale of like um, loaded for the PS1 right. to uh, Fallout 3, which is the most open world thing ever, or like Skyrim or whatever. I mean, it's probably somewhere in the middle. It's limited. Right. I mean, they're all limited. It's but a game. But you can kind of you can just like blast through it doing the minimum thing, but. If you side quest like a motherfucker, then you. I, I then like it's, the a side bit, quest. It's, it's a big. Is there big a leveling game. mechanic as well? Or, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a big old game. There's a right. lot to do if you do it all. I cool. think you'd like it. I think I'd like it too, but I keep sort of turning myself off here for some reason. I just I'm. I've tried to play a lot of games since I fell in love with Fallout, and well, I've found it very difficult. That's probably the wrong way to go about it because you will be constantly comparing it to that, and it'll probably come up short. Yeah. So you need to go in with an open mind, I think. Fair anyway. Enough. Let's talk about... <laughs> so there's another series that at least is ubiquitous within the post-apocalyptic thing Yeah. with me, and that's the Escape From series. Yeah. Um, people may scoff at me for this. Go on. They may disagree with me, which mm-hmm. they're fully within their rights to do. Okay. I think I prefer Escape From LA. Oh, no. <laughs> Right, okay. So, I mean, oh, no. no. It's like the Evil Dead 2 of Escape from New York. It's it's almost like it's got so many slapstick elements. And, like, it only works because I love Escape from New York so much. But, like... Maybe I need to rewatch it again. I mean, it's pretty bad, but I it enjoy is. it. I think I enjoy it more. Because Escape from New York is... What was the... Like, how many years were there between the two films? Uh, 
81 to like 92 it so was, like, it was yeah. a fairly big gap wasn't it maybe not 81 82 no wasn't it no the second one was like 96 I think it was 90 something I'm pretty sure it was 96 it was definitely CGI so yeah I don't think it was we can find this out let's but... check it out I, I want to say 96 um I know a guy who's got a snake called Pliskin, which is kind of genius. I mean, yeah. Um, you don't agree. It's, it's mildly Obvious. amusing. It's like the B-sharps. <laughs> like, you're right, 96, yeah. Well, good for something. <laughs> you are. <laughs> and the first one was... 81, yeah, I was, I was good for half Yeah, of so it. there's a pretty big gap between them then. Yeah, and like... 15 years is pretty sizable. I like... I, the only reason I love Escape from LA more is because I love Escape from New York so much, but like, it's like, it's almost like they're coming back and they're sort of spoofing it. Like, it's almost like a Gremlins 2, do you know what I mean? In a, in a way, yes. And like, it's just more fun to me. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's not a better film, but no, it's a film it's not, that I, no, I enjoy it's, more. It is more fun. Yeah. I agree with that. But it's a difficult comparison to make, to be honest. I don't know. The well, I mean, there's, there's a so world great. of difference between really Carpenter is. in 1981 yes. and, like, Carpenter in 1996 and <laughs> Kurt Russell in 1981 and Kurt Russell in 1996. When, did, when was Vampires? Was that 99? That was 97, I think. 98? 99. I think it was 99? <laughs> Let's look it up. Do it. I think it was 97. Uh, no, I'm gonna no, 98. I'm gonna say 98. Um. Eight, 98. Is it? Is it 98? 98 released, 97 yes. produced. <laughs> so kind of both right. Yeah, but I didn't need IMDb to check. <laughs> but you just pulled it out of your bum. You were like 99 <laughs> to begin with. So Absolutely. anyone could say a year and then be like. Well, it could be this year or this year. If it's either of those ones, I've got like 50% chance more of being right because <laughs> no, I said two I different said, answers. No, but then I said 98, so... Like, it's <laughs> either sometime in the 80s or the 90s, like... It was in this century. <laughs> it was definitely a film that someone made. Could be John Carpenter, could have been anyone. 50-50 chance of getting it right. I have an alright memory, Okay. <laughs> Consider it, despite how old I am, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So, um, much like Mad Max, there was a speak of like a, re- a reboot of yes, yeah, um, Escape the Escape from series. Um, and who was who was touted for that? Do you remember? I actually don't know. I remember reading about it vaguely. I remember Kurt Russell spoke out very vocally. I can imagine he was about how he hated the idea of it being remade. <laughs> And like how he hated the idea of someone else playing that character. <laughs> well, yeah, I can see that. It's so ballsy. No one does that. No one. Mm. No one's like, you can't play that character. That's me. But they should be though. They really should. There's so many shitty remakes made. If people were like, well, no, that's my character. Fuck yeah. you. Then maybe it would. Like, who would want to fill those shoes then? After the original character would say that. Did I talk about the space jail? film what's it called the space jail film uh it's got guy pierce in it it's lockout. basically lockout it's basically yeah. <laughs> escape from new york in space yeah it's um based on an original idea by yeah. <laughs> what is his face luke Besson. yeah that's the one um yeah that was all right <laughs> i mean that's 
that's as close <laughs> as a, a remake of Escape from anything that as I'm, there needs to be as there needs to be yeah it's basically the same film all the same tropes all the same characters but like just enough of a different thing Guy Pearce I mean I don't want to bandy about like who I would like to play Snake Plissken because he was pretty good in that role though with I mean, the one liners and shit yeah was pretty I mean, it, good. it gets a bit sort of yeah, yeah. towards the end because yeah, like of it's just it does. happened it goes forever nowhere. Yeah. yeah but like he's, he's good yeah. in that role yeah he is <laughs> and he beefed up well as well. I mean, like, he's a pretty beefy guy. Nobody never used to be. I think he just wears Looking the button-down button like, shirts. You think, like, if you remember M- Memento, yeah, he's pretty beefed out in Memento, and that's true. that was his first big role. Yeah. From like probably Neighbours or whatever else he was in. <laughs> yeah. Was he in Neighbours? I think, I think he probably so. was. Yeah. They're all they yeah. all are Australian actors. Was yeah. there a banner in Neighbours? Maybe. Probably was, know. wasn't he? <laughs> Who else is there? Paul Hogan, definitely in Neighbours. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. What else is he Or Home and Away. Or Heartbreak High. They're all the same thing. (laughs) They might as well be, to be fair. It's like Holby City and Casualty. It's all the same thing. (laughs) That's true, yeah. And Holby Blue, the short-lived Holby City police drama. That existed? Yeah, there was a whole thing. So, what about different kind of apocalypses? You've got, what, the zombie apocalypse? Yeah. So what have you got some favourite zombie apocalypse movies? Well, Day of the Dead, obviously. Obviously, that fits in there. Dawn of the Dead is sort of... It's an apocalypse movie, not a post-apocalypse movie. Yeah. But it feels very post-apocalyptic because you're holed up in this one place mm-hmm. um, and there doesn't seem to be an awful lot of people outside. But I don't know if that technically counts. But maybe it does. Um, in terms of Romero films, though, Day of the Dead is my favourite. Definitely. For I'll, sure. I mean, I, f- I find myself getting into these little arguments with myself quite frequently about, like, whether I like Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead more. I sort okay. of, like, they have little battles in my head quite often. Um, but there are so many... I think Day of the Dead... Um, Dawn of the Dead is probably a better film. Yeah. But Day of the Dead, again, is, like, one that resonates with me the most. It's got mm. most, like, um, memorable characters. It's got the most, like... It's the... The most 80s. Yeah. Because um, it's the only one that <laughs> yeah. was made in the 80s. But it's, um, it's the most 80s, and therefore um, it sort of exudes that 80s feeling. Um, what year was it made? Was it 84? I want to say 86. I want to say 84. <laughs> Are you going to do this again? The battle. Probably it was 85, I want to say 84. I'm going to say, say 86 or 85 or 87 or 88 no. or 83 or Bollocks. 82 or 81. Right, well, fine. I'm going to say 84. <laughs> I'm normally quite good at like, remembering the year of things. <laughs> I am all about 84 right now. But maybe... I think Apparently it was 2008. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember time being Um... <laughs> Um, it was 85. 85? Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to let you have that one because you said 86 first. So we're both wrong. Um, it's, yeah. But were you born in 85? I was. So, I mean, maybe that's because it was sort of the one that was, like, the classic one that was made during our lifetime. I remember watching it, not for the first time, but I have a distinct memory of watching the, uh, Day of the Dead. The, the day before I went to Holidays in the Sun in 2001 <laughs> okay. with my friend John to um, we got to see like 
uh, Dead Kennedys and everything but I just have this amazing memory of watching it on VHS then must be 2001 maybe 2002 pardon it's not too bad I think it's okay yeah it should be fine um and I just have this this really strong memory of, of it being the film that I watched then I was like 16, 17 then and um I don't know it's got this such a strong resonance with me like Dawn of the Dead I'd, I'd seen as well at that mm. point but like Day of the Dead just fits with me as an apocalypse movie I don't know it's all set underground so you don't really get that apocalyptic feel no but, but like, I mean like say Zombieland you get that apocalyptic feel there's like very do, few um, people I mean I don't want to compare Day of the Dead and Zombieland <laughs> but like we're no, talking about post-apocalyptic but the comparison, the comparison seems almost based on semantics well, I mean, it's, when we're talking about... It's an apocalypse. Well, yeah, but when we're talking of about... Sorts. Right, we're saying. Yeah, when we're, when, we, when we're talking about the post-apocalyptic films, one of them feels a lot more post-apocalyptic than the other because of the setting. It has that... Zombieland has that sort of apocalyptic scope. Yeah. That, that open world sort of, like, everything's fucked. We're going to go root around in a supermarket for bits. Yes, but... Don't forget our discussion was apocalypse slash dystopian. It's true, yeah. So it definitely fits. I mean, it does fit. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that in a world that it doesn't. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that um, in terms of like post-apocalyptics, it doesn't necessarily feel as post-apocalyptic as, no. as some other zombie apocalypse movies. No, I agree with like, that. Like, like also, um, Twenty Days Later. You can argue semantics whether it's a zombie film or whatever, but doesn't matter. For all it's intents and purposes, it's apocalyptic. a zombie film. Apocalyptic. Yeah. So it would fit in this discussion whether it's zombie or not. Yeah, but I mean, for all, for I mean, all intents and for, purposes, for, it's, it's a zombie film. Okay, it's I was, not, ju- I was just it, about to ask, like, for argument's sake, do you consider it a zombie film? Like, in a discussion about zombie films... Like, purists would disagree. I don't want to be like, oh, but technically... Nobody like, wants to be that guy. They're uh, <laughs> rage-infected, not like zombies, they weren't bitten, there's no virus, you know? Like, I don't, nobody wants... Like, some people do want to be that guy. Some people love being that but, guy. Simon Pegg's a big fan of being that guy. <laughs> but would Simon Pegg argue that The Walking Dead is not a zombie show? Because, as obviously recently has come to light, you don't have to be bitten. You can just die and everyone's infected. That's how it was in Romero. But, like, what's the difference? Well, like, if you're... It all does seem very much like semantics to me. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into that zombie conversation... That's not the conversation for now. No, but it's interesting. It is, but like I mean, Romero films. If you if you die and you're in your grave, then you come alive again. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what being a zombie is. Yeah. And like if you get bitten, it just makes it quicker. I yeah. Think that's I think that's the way it works in the law that set up the like set up the. In the Romero world, at least. Yeah, I'm well, sure. like, Romero invented the modern zombie. Yeah. <clears throat> like, Romero and Russo and whoever else was involved. Yeah. Um, but that's a com- completely different conversation for a different time. It sure is. Uh, what else have we got in terms of zombie films? Um, Not zombie films. In zombie in terms films, of like, po- well, um, well, like... Speaking uh, of zombies, like, one of my favourite recent 
um, apocalyptic films is Stakeland. That's what, exactly what I was about to say. Like it, it feels very much like a, zomb- a zombie apocalypse, despite the fact that yeah. it's completely not. It's very, very like post-apocalyptic. Though you get the impression yeah. that this, the, this shit has gone down, and you're kind of left with the dregs of society. And I think it's done so well on a relatively low budget, and well, like, it looks brilliant. The thing, the thing that I think about Stakeland, like I might not, I don't love it as much as you do. Um, but I like it Mm -hmm. and I think it's a better version of um, I Am Legend oh fuck yeah than I Am Legend was oh god yeah that's not difficult I mean it's not but like I mean you've got the other I Am (laughs) Legend. they took Will Smith away so that was (laughs) immediate improvement I like Will Smith (laughs) in that role though I mean he was not right for that role he was fine for that role he wasn't if if they got if they didn't fuck it up so no I disagree monumentally I disagree like it's a weird role to be. Like that role previously had been what inhabited by Vincent Price mm-hmm. and Charlton Heston, and then Will Smith. Exactly. That, that, that's the so, that's the through line. It went Vincent Price, Charlton Heston, Will Smith. Really? Yeah. Nah. But Just, no. I think <laughs> he's good. Um. Yeah. But like, so whatever that. I mean, I mean, I'm that's, Legend that's, is an absolute that's by the by. fucking disgrace of a film. And I paid to see it twice. <laughs> and I only watched it once. <laughs> Why? Because I bought tickets to see it, and then I got into the, into the IMAX screening, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the only seats were right at the front. So I was like, well, I can't watch it here. So I got rid of those tickets, and then went and bought new ones and waited for the next show in. Because I was Why really excited to see it. Because it? it was the first day it came out, and I was... Super stoked on like seeing a big screen, high budget interpretation of like Richard Matheson's novel, which I love. I, I, embarrassed to say, I've never actually read the book. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, you well, know I the ending, don't you? you yeah, know the, obviously. Yeah. So. But like, I heard that was kind of the major complaint that most people had was that Iron Legend was not necessarily a bad film. It just doesn't even fucking compare to the book. It doesn't. Like this, this bears the, the one relation is like. There's a guy and he's the only yeah. person left. Like that's it. That's that's basically the major criticism that I heard. So yeah, fuck I Am Legends. Like Stakeland is a is a closer is closer mm. to the book um, I Am Legend than the film I Am Legend. Okay. And um, and it's it's really well done. Like for such a low budget. What did you think of like the weird kind of religious aspect and the kind of the talking? Vampires, zombies, because well, they're not—they're not traditionally. They that's what they are in in the book of Iron Legend. Why, well, precisely, but though, but like in in Stakeland, they are vampires. Yeah, well, that's what they are. In but Iron they Legend. have more in common with zombies uh, sometimes. In like, the in the film Iron Legend, they 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 are, but in the book, they're vampires. Yeah, but I mean in Stakeland, oh, like okay, sorry, it's, it's a bit of a mishmash. Like you, yeah, they're presented in such a way that you're not really sure. Because they're kind of snarling, growling things that don't speak, and then there's the one that speaks, and it's all yeah. kind of shades of grey. And yeah, it's a bit weird. What do you what do you think about that presentation? I think, I think it's really it's interesting. It's if definitely I don't interesting. Like it. Even if I don't like it, it's definitely interesting. Yeah. But um, I think it's it's a it's a good take. Like like the way I like the Thompsons. Yeah. Not the Thompsons. The Hamiltons. The Hamiltons. I fucking hate the Thompsons. <laughs> um. The way I like the Thompsons is probably yeah. the same way that I like Stakeland. Um, the interesting look at a well-worn genre. Yeah. Um, with a cool road story. I mean, that's one of the yeah. things you find with uh, post-apocalyptic films is that they're they're 
for the most part road movies like yeah not obviously counting out John Hill Count to the road which I've not actually seen okay have you seen it yeah what do you think me did Nick Cave write it was he involved in any way because the proposition <laughs> which was the one based on Nick Cave's yes, book that yes. Nick Cave wrote uh-huh. with John Hillcoat mm-hmm. looked amazing uh, was amazing it didn't look amazing it was amazing <laughs> yeah. I mean it looked amazing too but it was it was just a triumph of like an outback western which mm-hmm. is something that is like often ignored and so seeing and it's almost like the proposition almost feels post, post-apocalyptic because of like the way it's set in um, the wild west like there's almost that there's a, there's a way where like how much I say it I don't know what's the best way to put it like after the apocalypse mm-hmm. the world's essentially thrown back a couple of hundred years yeah and so like there's almost that post-apocalyptic feeling in that so like I'd expect the road to be fucking brilliant but I think a lot of people said that it was but you don't yeah. you don't think so no it's not a bad film right it's just I've only seen it once and I don't think I was in the right mindset perhaps. Right. Because it's hella depressing. Well, yeah. Um, and I don't think I was 100% prepared for that, maybe. I probably should have been, but I wasn't. So I think maybe that's something I need to go back and rewatch in the right frame of mind. I think a lot of films like that are dependent on the frame of mind you watch them in. Yeah. Fair enough. So, yeah. Is there anything post-apocalyptic that you want to talk about there's or loads more yeah. loads. Are, you, are you bored like a little bit right like... well, I'll, I'll keep it quick there are, there are two films okay. that are sort of brought together by the same actor okay that are both post-apocalyptic um, he's quite a famous actor do you know do you know what they are can you guess what they are not from that no um, sort of very famous actor who starred in a very 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 popular film <laughs> with uh, a female singer who wasn't necessarily an actress Oh, if you're going to talk about Waterworld, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> Don't smack me. Um, I think Waterworld is a lot of fun. Oh, no. And also The Postman, which is the other one. No. And his little sort of post-apocalyptic Seriously? duology, if you want to call it that. I don't want to call it that. I don't want to call it anything. <laughs> they're, I think they're both really good films. The Postman, really? Have you, have Waterworld, you... really? <laughs> <laughs> they are both lots of fun. Oh. Do you, so you've seen them both. <laughs> yes. Um, and you didn't like them. No. <laughs> okay. Like in that era of Kevin Costner, I I think I preferred Tin Cup. <laughs> okay. Did you see the the sort of slasher film that he was in? It wasn't really a slasher no. film. He was a murderer and a family man. It was like... Well, Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks, yeah. that was it. Dane Cook was in it as well. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. no they let Dane Cook be in films. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He was okay in waiting. But oh. beyond that, nothing else. He was okay in detention. Actually. That's true. Yeah, okay, I'll But he was it. playing an odious twat, so I mean, maybe that's why he was okay. Was it. he acting... Maybe not. Maybe was they didn't it, was tell he just, him he was like, on a set. Was he just Anna Nicole Smithing his way through it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, there are a few more that I want to talk to. Okay. Talk about. Talk, talk to. to. <laughs> um, your 
quite into your sort of feminism. <laughs> right. And stuff like that, aren't you? Sort of, yeah. Um, there's a character that, that I've loved for pretty much all my life. Are you going to talk about Tango? Yes, I am. <laughs> um, not the film, though, right? Not the film. because oh, it's terrible. <laughs> the film is there, and it does what it does, right? Yeah. But Tangirl as a character is absolutely amazing. Yeah, and like, she's kick-ass. I, I, and I, Laurie I, Petty was great. Yeah, I rate the film just because it's Tangirl, and I'm watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it's also Ice Cube. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Um, as a kangaroo. <laughs> as a bugger, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's there are a million things wrong with that film. Yes, there are. <laughs> but I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's Tango. Yeah. Like, like a ta- any Tango movie is better than no Tango. Exactly movie. that. And Laurie Petty is fucking amazing in that role. Yeah. But it could have been so much better. I mean, it definitely could have been. <laughs> what happened to it? What, what, I don't know. What could What could they have done? Like, how did it fall into that? I don't know. Like. Oh, I really don't know. Like, Malcolm McDowell was in it, right? Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it. Even he was kind of great. Like the Naomi f- Watts was in it? She Jesus was Jet Girl, Christ. yeah. Yeah. It was a big movie. Like, it could yeah. have been... Um, it was, did it come out the same year as Judge Dredd? Because does that mean that we're, we're in line for a big budget Maybe. version of Tango now? Maybe. I want to say, like, 95? Yeah, something like that. It would have been about 95, wouldn't it? That's about the same year as, as Judge Dredd. Yeah. So maybe we're in line for like a big that budget tango. Imagine it. <laughs> I can't imagine it would do quite as much business as <laughs> Dread 3D. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. Tango 3D, though. Tango like those... 3D with those rocket boots. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where I was going with it. You just said it faster because you wanted to cut me up, didn't you? <laughs> I'm just on the same page. <laughs> but yeah, like, Tango was one of those characters that I got into, that I sort of read as a child. I had yeah. all these um, magazines, um, Deadline magazines, which were the main focus of which was Tango, mm. but there was also like Evan Dawkins stuff in there as well. And like, when I didn't really understand Tango, I just sort of flipped to the violence of milk and cheese. Like that was, it was a lot easier for like my 13 year old brain yeah. to sort of comprehend. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Tank Girl's always been there, and she's wonderfully post-apocalyptic. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and brilliant. And while the film, like we say, it's not a very good film, <laughs> it it's, leaves it's a lot Tank to be Girl. desired. It's it's Tank Girl. Yeah. And like you can't take that away from it. No, like I said, a, a Tank Girl movie is better than no Tank Girl Definitely movie. Definitely is. So and then I'll take it. A few others, but like just the ones that I want to mention in passing, and then one Fortress. that I want to talk about. Fortress. We'll talk about Fortress. I've still not seen it. You haven't ever seen Fortress. Well, I'm not going to talk about it then. Christopher it, Lambert. Oh my god. It's Christopher god. Lambert, surely. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> no. Um. He's no. in a big fortress in the sky, and he <laughs> has a big sword, and he can be the only one. Is all I think of. It's not Highlander. It's not Highlander. (laughs) Sean Connery's in it. (laughs) It's not Highlander. Oh my god. Fortress is so great. You need to watch it. I'm not going to talk about it before you watch it because I think you really enjoy it. Okay. Like, genuinely. It's so much fun. When I watch Fortress, we'll do like a bonus show where we just talk about Fortress. Okay. I will quite happily watch that shit again. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) There's obviously the whole Planet of the Apes series, but I've never cared enough to like. No, me either. 
I like I watched them all and I enjoy them, but I've never cared enough to be like, what are you laughing at? Right, <laughs> me. Oh, so your review of Rise of the Planet mm. of the Apes. <laughs> I liked Rise of the Planet of the Apes a lot more than like any of the other okay. Planet of the Apes movies. Um, there's Children of Men is a strong one That's for me. That's a great film. It is. Um, there are a few roles that really use Clive Owen properly. I'm not a big Clive Owen fan because of that. Because he's never used in the right way, I well, guess. Like, He's, he's almost, right, this this might sound weird, but he's okay. almost a very sort of Nicol, Nicolas Cagean type actor. That, like, if you put him in the wrong thing, he's just this ridiculous presence. Yeah. But, like, if you use him right, and if you, like, direct him right, and, like, sort of nurture him in that yeah. way that you need to nurture Nicolas Cage to get a good performance <laughs> out of him, you get Children of Men, or you get, like, Croupier, or... Mm any of those like really wonderful Clive Owen performances and if you don't then you get shoot them up or you get Dreamhouse Dreamhouse yeah <laughs> like yeah yeah no I see that definitely <laughs> but Children of Men is incredible yeah uh, it's not a fun film it's another one of those ones that sort of fits into that road movie but there's sort of a it's not a fun film at all there's, a, there's, there's a an more optimism. satisfying yeah. payoff to it than a lot of films like that it's a bit more optimistic yeah yeah I would, yeah. I would agree with that uh, is there any more that we want to mention not really Robot Holocaust <laughs> that sounds like something you'd want to talk it's, about um, it's definitely been on Mystery Science Theatre. Okay. It's. I tried to watch it sans Mystery Science Theatre once. <laughs> That's nope. never a good idea. Nope. They pick those films for a reason. <laughs> uh, Terminator Salvation. Oh, The Stand. Did we ever talk about The Stand? Oh, no, we did. You've seen The Stand, haven't you? Yeah. Um, good old Rob Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> no, it was too bloated and it's too long. Definitely. And too well, self-indulgent. Like, in one of our earlier shows, we did Needful Things, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> and, like, that's a miniseries as the well. The only thing I took away from that was the conversation about Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Literally the only thing I remember about that. And it wasn't even in the film. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. What was the conversation? <laughs> like, what would you do for Teddy Ruxpin? <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> right. Well, on that note, should we um, should we just wrap this up? Yeah, I think let's I've, do that. I've talked about all the films that I want to talk about. We've yeah. we've chatted for like nearly a an long hour. time. Um, we didn't talk about *Helpless to Frogtown*, which was on my list, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about *The Book of Eli* either. I haven't Lunkies. seen that. I have seen 12 Monkeys, which is great. It is great. But like, what can you say about 12 Monkeys? That hasn't already been said. That's true. Right, so... <laughs> I guess this is uh, us signing off. For 2012. Yeah, this is the end of 2012. Shit, um, yeah. Roll on 2013. Yeah. Plenty more Gore Press action coming at you. Maybe we'll do one every week this year. We've not done everyone. We've not done one every week we this year. We nearly did. There was a few it months in the beginning. It was very close. Then we're on forty-seven for the year, so that's not bad. It's five off. 
Yeah, five off. Okay, well, let's yeah, let's blitz that record in 2013 then. Right, uh, we'll be back next next week with more stuff. I don't want to announce it yet, just in case it doesn't pan out the way <laughs> we want it to. It's probably sensible. Um, but yeah, um, stay spooky. We'll catch you next time. This is because we sort of talked about Terror Train. This is Crazy Train by Ozzy playing us out. This isn't though, but <laughs> what you're listening to at home probably is. So um, we'll catch you next time. Stay spooky. Bye.